You're listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. For more information, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk. Good morning. Uh, we've got two, two readings today. The first reading is Matthew 2, uh, 1-12. If you want to follow along in the Church Bibles, that's page 966. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented them with with him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Our second reading is John 3.16, and you can find that on page 1066. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, boys and girls, I'm not sure if you can see... But here I have five big presents that I'm going to need help opening. Okay, so I'm going to need you to listen really well. Okay, so when that time comes. Now, I wonder if you've ever been in the situation where you've met up with somebody and they've had a gift for you, but you've not had one for them. It's pretty awkward, isn't it? It's quite awkward when that happens. If it happens at your house, it's no problem because normally you can pop to the kitchen, you can get a, a box of biscuits or spare chocolate and you can, you know, oh yeah, we had these for you all the time. But if you're out meeting somebody, it's hard to hide the fact that you don't have a present for them. Now I wonder what is it that makes it awkward in that situation? And I think it's something to do with what we call our pride. You see, pride is ultimately when we think about our own interests. Pride is when we are, it takes many forms, but pride can be one, how we look in front of others. Often we want to try and look good in front of others and we'll, we'll think we're better than others. So we might think we're better looking or we're better dressed or we're uh, more moral or we're a better church attender or any of these things. Pride often wants to put us above another person. So when we're in that situation where they give us a gift and we don't have one, our pride is telling us that this isn't right. Our pride is saying that they look better than us 
because they seem more generous and kinder than we are. You see, pride, this is the definition I'm going to use today. Pride is I know best, I am best, therefore I'm going to do what I think is best. And pride stops us from joyfully receiving free gifts. Now, we heard about gifts in our Bible passage, very famous presents, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, given by the wise men from the east to the baby king who they'd come to worship. And Mary and Joseph accepted these presents on behalf of Jesus because they knew how special this baby was. Now, this morning, boys and girls and adults, we're not going to be thinking about the gifts that Jesus received. Rather, we're going to be thinking about the present Jesus is to all of us. And that's the title for today, isn't it? It says, Jesus, the better present. Now, you might be thinking, well, how on earth is Jesus a better present? Well, that takes us to our second reading, John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible. As we look at that in a little bit of detail, we're going to answer that question, how is Jesus a better present? But what I need is I need my first helper to come up, okay? Toby, your hand was up first. You come here. This is my big one here. Look at this, okay? So can you pull the zip there for me, please? Okay, pull that up for me. Oh, wow, okay. It's a heart. And in there might be something for you, sir. Let me just put this over here. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. Let's give him a clap. Thank you. Now, so we're told, aren't we, for God so loved the world. And we all want to be loved, don't we? Not a soppy Christmas rom-com kind of love. No, we want an unbreaking, always forever, no matter what kind of love. An unconditional love that says, no matter what I know about you, I will always love you. An unconditional love that allows us to stop pretending to be someone we're not. When we have that rock-solid kind of love, it gives us assurance, peace, and joy. Now, when that love comes from the eternal God, who knows us more intimately and loves us more deeply than anyone else, then that's going to be eternal assurance, eternal peace, and eternal joy. But how on earth do we know if somebody loves us? Well, I need my second volunteer. Come on then, Joel, you come up. Thank you, sir. Here's my second one here. Can you open that for Can you open this thing here? Let's pull that together. Oh, it's a bit tricky. That's because Cathy tied it. There we go. Pull that one up. What's this one say? Oh, it's a boy. Thank you, there's something in there for you, my friend. There we go, look at that, it's a boy. Now, we know, don't we? You can take that back with you. Here we go, there's a few more in there as well, you can get them later. So we know, don't we, one way we can show our love to people is by spending time with them. One way we can show love is by saying loving words. But this morning, we've expressed our love to one another through the giving of presents. My wife said to me that if I got her any silly gifts, she was going to burn them. So I got her a clown-shaped candle. 
Now, in return, she bought me a blank thesaurus, and I literally had no words to express how angry I was by this. But we did get one of our kids a map, and he just couldn't find anything good to say about it. Now, some of these gifts are going to be expensive. Some of the gifts are going to be well thought out and well planned. But again, the giving of gifts is a way to express our love. Today, we remember how God has expressed his love to us through a present. That present is his son, Jesus, a baby. But if we're being honest, that is a really strange present. What are we meant to do with a baby? Now, I need someone else. Joseph, why don't you come up? You can open number three. Number three is the big in. Comes with Elf. Come on, you open that one for us. Pull it up. Oh, wow, look at that. And there's some coins in there. Here we go. Good lad. So what we're meant to do with this strange baby, this present, we're meant to believe in him. But what are we meant to believe? We're meant to believe two things. One is that Jesus is the son of God. Yes, he was born a baby. He's human like me and you. But Jesus is also not like us, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> because he's God. Now that's going to be really important for the second thing. Because we believe Jesus is the son of God who would grow to be a man who would die on a cross for our sins and rise three days later. Now because Jesus is a human, he's able to die in our place. Jesus didn't come as a, as a sheep or a seagull or a shark. Jesus came as a human to die for humans. But because Jesus is God, when he dies on the cross, because he's done nothing wrong, he can take away all the things we've done that are wrong. So we believe on the cross, Jesus died in our place for our sins. Now you might be thinking, really, come on, really, we, really, we have to believe this nonsense. That takes us to number four, okay? Come on, Alfie, your hand was up first. Okay, Rosie, you come up then. It's too slow. Come on, hurry up. You can both do it together. Come on. Because it's a two-person one, this one. It's really tricky. Well, that's that old chestnut. Right, pull it together. Pull it, Rosie. Pull it. Oh, pull. Oh! There we go, some coins in there. So why do we need to believe in Jesus? Get well. What are we sick with? Is it because we've been standing too close to a tr Christmas tree and got tinselitis? Thank you. No, we're sick with our pride. Again, pride is, I know best, I am best, therefore I'll do what is best. You see, for the first 23 years, my life was ruled by pride. I knew best. I was best. Therefore, I did what was best. In my heart of heart, I'd put myself above God. And those Christians that I knew, they were obviously weak and needy people. They weren't as good as me. I wonder if there's anyone here this morning whose life is being ruled by pride. You see, in our Bible passage today, we met someone, King Herod. King Herod got mad at a baby. Why? 
Because Herod thought he was best, not this baby Jesus. Herod didn't want anyone to challenge him. He was best. He knew best. He did what was best. And when Jesus came along, when he heard about Jesus, it made him angry. Is there anyone here this morning who feels that way? Because that was me. My nan used to take me to church on Christmas Eve and I was in a strop. I was angry. Didn't want to be there. Didn't want to hear about this Jesus. Didn't want anyone challenging who I fundamentally was. You see, friends, pride is a sickness because it rejects the God who made us, who sustains us, and who loves us. Pride is offensive to God, and he hates it. He hates pride because of what it does to us. It stops us from enjoying God's deep love for us now. And one day, as the passage says, if we continue to reject God, we will spend eternity perishing from him in a place called hell. Now, you might not come here this Christmas morning to want to know about that, but that's the reality that we all face. And we have to acknowledge our sickness. We have to acknowledge the offense it is to God. And we have to receive the only cure for this sickness. And that is in the present that God has given us in his son. Now, when we receive that present, well, that takes us to our fifth and final present here. Who hasn't? Mine at the back. Harris and Jonah, do you want to come up together? Come on. So when we receive the present, that's it, lift her up. There we go, good boys. Thank you. Oh, thank you, I'll take that. Cheers, mate. So when we receive that present, it's like we've returned home. Now, I saw a bit of graffiti in Heaton Chapel. Just, uh, yep, yeah, it should come on the screen. It says, home is where I want to be. This is pride. I know best. I am best. Therefore, I do what is best. Now, it's the opposite of what God has for us in Jesus. When we receive the present God has for us in Jesus, we return back to our true home. You see, God made us for a relationship with him. This is what is called eternal life. It is knowing God now and forever. And it's only through Jesus who can bring us back to our true home. Home is where God says we should be. Now, in the week, I saw a trailer uh, for Back to the Future 4. I got very excited about it because I love those movies. But apparently, it's a fake. I spent a couple of days being really happy and then found out it's a fake. Now, what makes these films so compelling is Marty is always trying to return home. Because we know, don't we, home is a good place. Not everyone says that, but home generally is a good place. And whether Marty's in 1955, 2015, or 1885, he's always trying to return home. If the DeLorean reaches 88 miles per hour, then he can get home. When it reaches that speed, Marty can return home. Friends, we don't need a DeLorean. 
We don't need a flux capacitor to return home. Those things are too complicated. What we need is the present that God is offering us today. That is his son, our saviour, Jesus Christ. Will you, joyfully, will you joyfully receive that present this morning? Will you return back to your true home? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. May this be a Merry Christmas for each one of you this year. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for the present you've given us in Jesus. I know some of what has been said this morning may be difficult to hear, but I pray that by your spirit you would help us to see how much we need this present. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. To find out more about us, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk